Welcome back to Fire at Will with Aaron and Rye. Hey guys. So we don't really have a, a said topic today. I mean, we have several topics in our pocket, but we're going to be honest with you. This week has been a motherfucking week. Has anybody else had like a shit week this week? Listen, the whole week has been shit. Like to has the point shit. where I've shut down several times throughout the week and just said, fuck this. I'm done. I told you, I called you on, on Monday and I was like, I'm just going to go to bed. Yes. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just don't, I don't even want these people to say nothing to me. Nothing. I just want to down in my bed and go to sleep. You know, guys, I know I've said this in the past and I'm going to reiterate how this rings so true for me. I'm brutally honest. Brutally honest. And one of the reasons I don't lie, because I'm fucking bad at it. And I get caught almost fucking immediately, y'all. Don't laugh, Aaron. It's not funny. Because so I told the lie. I'm not going to say exactly what the lie is. Right. I told the lie. It was a small lie. But it was a lie. When I tell y'all. <laughs> Wait, how long did the lie hold, though? It held for... A week. A week, yeah. It held for One a week. One week. I was, I was surprised. <laughs> like, but then it blew the fuck yeah. up. And I mean, it wasn't even that serious. It's not even that big of a lie. Well, to me, it's not that big of a lie. Had somebody told you the lie, though, it would be a big lie to you. No, it wouldn't have. Uh-huh. Because it's a point. It isn't the, the thing specifically. It's the lying, like... Oh, maybe. Yeah. Now, yeah. The, the whole, it's the whole... It's the point that you lie, right. period. The I principle. agree with that. It's the principle. However, the action thing was a thing on me. It right. didn't affect anybody else. Exactly. It didn't interfere with anybody else's life. No. But it causes judgment. And so I didn't want people to judge me, so I didn't tell anybody. But lo and behold, Mr. fucking Inspector motherfucking Gadget Omar. <laughs> fucking nosy ass. Come minding my business. Right. And minding it and well. And then ousted me. Right. Oh, he, yeah, he outed you in the worst way. And I thought that was my partner. Yeah. I thought that was my homie. And he had the, the audacity. The unmitigated gall. The to nerve. Go and turn against me. That's how it felt. And 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 tell, I said, fool, if we plan, if we gonna do it like this, you know your mama does it the best. Mm-hmm. Your whole life will be a living motherfucking hell. Here's the thing, and I want people to understand that when you, if if you're not um, single parents, when you're a single parent, you and the child slash children are a team. And then somebody else comes in, that's fine, but we still a team. It's the OG team right here. So when they kind of turn against you that shit hits hard and zion has done that to me before and i really had to i was in my feelings about it and i really had to check him about that shit like don't don't side with nobody against me out there if you have a problem with but the thing is that it's not like he even cited he went to the side and said look y'all this is what she doing this is what's going down he actually went to chris and 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 try to build a little team First, the motherfucking all. I will shut this whole goddamn place. I will shut this whole shit down. Okay? I don't know who you think you are, sir, Mr. Omar. But you're not running shit over here. He was walk. He's decided to try to put his toe out into manhood and see how that felt. I was about to chop that right. shit the fuck off. <laughs> you gonna pull back a nub, Negro? Nah. Yeah, I've I've been there. I know. I I understand how that feels. And and then from there it just segued into several other things were, that were just like what the f is going on here? This week has just been a week, 
And then I told you I got into the car and I turned the car on to leave work. And on the radio, the DJ says, damn, why is everybody having such a bad day? And I'm like, at least I know it's right. not me. Right, it's not just me. The storm cloud is not just over me, it's over all of us. I wonder what is going on. So, I really, after that, you know, because that's my, Omi's my, my everything, right? Yes. Zuri's also my everything, but you know, he's my, OG, he's of, my OG Yes, everything. my original everything. So, after we had this argument... He actually left for LA to go be with his dad. And on the way to the airport, I really had no words for him. I was just like, whatever. And honestly, he didn't have no words for me. Mm. He was like ready to go. Yeah. He grabbed his luggage out of the trunk fast as hell. And like, okay, what gate we got to go to? Okay. I'm not, no, we need to change the terminal C. I need to go to gate 14. Okay, Ma, you don't have to stay. I'm like, yes, I do have to stay with you until you board. Like, he was over me too. It wasn't just me being over him, he was over me. That means you all beef the same oh yeah he's me yeah he was ready to take it to the mm-hmm. to the to the throat. no he not though trust me he wasn't right ready. <laughs> he wasn't ready though because then once he got there the first day he's having a great time i mean he's still having a great right. time but by the second day he, he misses, misses his mom he misses mama mm-hmm. he and misses me, home he, hey mommy what are you doing facetime me and everything this boy never mm-hmm. facetimes me so mm-hmm. i'm like mm, now you're trying to come back to this side huh yeah Stay your ass over on the other <laughs> side. Don't come over here. And go do all your time over there. You know? Do all your time. Since you and Chris no are chummy, release. chummy, buddy, right. buddy. The we'll hell? see what that looks like when you get back. I hope I don't miss him that much. You will. I better not. You will. Because I'm trying to hold up this strength, girl. I will. can't. I know. Anyway, no, I miss my baby already. I can't even lie. I can't even lie. Even when Zion just goes for, I don't know, just a couple days, I do miss him. I try to give him his space, but I still. I have to say that I missed. I oh, I miss him, but I missed him more before I had Zuri when he would leave. Oh, because then you're completely by yourself, right? Right. Well, I'm not. Com- I don't well, have Chris, but that's different, though. I I'm obligated to somebody else, right. and this girl has been wearing me out. I am fucking tired. So I don't really have to, the time to miss him. You're not a young mom anymore. So I was just telling somebody this. I was like, you know, having babies is a young people's game. Mm-mm. Yes, it is. It's a young people's game. This Physically, is not, yes. This is not for the faint of heart. This is not for 35 plus. I'm sorry. You need to be between the ages of 30 and 35 to have a newborn. 35 plus, I'm sorry, y'all. And I'm and I'm just, I'm keeping, it's just too, unless y'all got money to have a full-time nanny, like so the sleep whisperer and all that yeah. shit. It's a lot. It is a lot. I would say that... And she's an easy baby comparative to, yeah. to compare, you know, to most kids. I would say that young... I mean, when you're younger, you're built for it because you can run off with less sleep and... But you're a you better more parent. energy. You're a better parent right. when you're older. And I think that's just the odd balance. Maybe that's the whole thing about um, grandparents or some shit. I don't know, but... Like, why grandparents are, like, better grandparents than they were parents? No, that's because they can return the kids when whenever they want. They so don't they just spoil the shit out of spoil them. And then send them home, home all mm-hmm. rotten for you to deal with. And then you're asking, the kids are asking, when can I go back to grandma? Go live over there. Right. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> don't come back over here. I know. With your old, that, that with your old side nest. Right. Go, side with your, go side with your grandmother. <laughs> okay, so everybody prepare for... The million nicknames for Omar 
because he. Well, no, you know what? We're gonna do an interview with him. Oh. Oh no, I don't want to do that because then he's gonna be like he's gonna tell everybody my the thing I lied about. Well, that's called we have to prepare for the interview. That's we'll a, prepare. That's a pre-production we, we, meeting, but he can't. It won't get out. He can say it all he wants to. Like oh, we'll be. I mean, that and part. y'all, it's not even that serious. It's, it's not. nothing major. I just, it's just something I know that my fam, my direct family would not have agreed with, or they would have judged me for. So I just didn't say anything. But it's really not that deep. It's not. Anyway, I think that this is a good opportunity or good time to talk about co-parenting. Since Omar's with his father. Okay. We could talk about co-parenting. Um, Omar's father sent me a picture of him and Omar today. I'm going to show it to you. Because I, I, I told him, I was like, they're, they're, that's his light-skinned twin, for sure. And, um... Let me just show you. Um, so, Omar's with his father oh in... Oh, right? my! Right? right? That's his light-skinned twin. It is. I told you. Everybody's like, oh, Omar looks like you. Nah, that's his daddy's. Omar has your smile. That smile reminds me of you, but he looks like that's his his dad. Mm -hmm. Like, that's eyebrows, eyes, nose, shape, face, everything. Everything. Cheeks, everything. Right. We just don't know what the head looks like underneath that hair. We don't have to find out too anytime soon. Well, I'd like for him to cut his hair low because when he was little, I used to do it low. And he used to oh, look he was cute when he was little. I love him. Like I know. That. But he won't do it. He likes his hair like that. Yes. Anyway, so Omar um, normally every summer goes with his father, usually for almost the entire summer. Um, but his father took on a new job um, and couldn't take that much time off. So he actually. Um, could only take him for a few weeks this week which i'm fine with and mm-hmm. i don't care um i got a lot of co-parenting questions in, in my inbox amongst others y- y'all y'all wouldn't believe some of the stuff listen and, and listen to me listen i love the fact that people feel comfortable confiding in us i love the fact yes. that people are reaching out to us for advice because that means that they're confident in our judgment i i right. i'm flattered but there's just some shit there's there's one person and i'm just going to go ahead and address you right now there's one person in particular that, and this has nothing to do with co-parenting. There's one person in particular that reached out to me about somebody that I know. I don't know her, but I know this other person. And she wanted to shame this person. She wanted to oust this person. She wanted to reveal secrets about this person. She wanted to put this person on blast because she's hurt, y'all. And use us to do it. I'm not doing that. I'm not playing that game. It was messy. Um, I'm not talking about that situation. It's completely messy. Uh, And it's not like me. I don't like talking about people's business. It's unfortunate that the situation even occurred, but that's not my business. Right. Um, And I'm not going to talk about that person because I know that person. I don't know this young lady, but I know she kept coming back, coming back, coming back because she wanted me to have a conversation about her experience. I refuse. I'm sorry, young lady, but you're going to have to figure out a different avenue because I'm just not... I'm not into that. And a healthy stuff. avenue as well because oh, she, she's, we're not. Uh, she, I, don't know, yeah, I she, just can only wish she, well. She I can to, wish her well. She needs to speak to somebody. But I, I don't want. We, we are not messy people. We have great conversation and insight and we're transparent about our, um, our lives and our learning experiences and the lessons. And people have really taken to that. Like, I, I did not know we were so funny, right? 
I did. I the did fuck not. You mean? I'm, I'm funny. I thought I was funny, but I didn't I'm know I was this hell. damn funny. But I'm funny as hell. I've oh wait, wait. Me. I'm gonna also. I also want to tell him about what we did our last episode, but why we haven't published it. Hold on. We let's finish this first. Okay. So the other part is that people um, do tend to message us individually. Oh yeah. So I love engaging with you guys. I love receiving messages with you from you guys, but there's a lot of people that I haven't even responded to yet. So I really would prefer if you guys just um, message fire at will, because then that way Aaron can kind of circumvent some of the messages and, you know, we she can help can, each other she, with the way, right. Um, you know, and to the people that I haven't responded to or I haven't read your messages yet, I'm so sorry, but I'm, ge- I'm getting through them. Um, she also has a very small, sweet lovely demanding baby so it's a lot to um and a 12 year old and, and, a, and a husband and a 12 year old and a 15 year old and a dog and all of that so there's a lot going on so just um be patient with us and we are working on it we are but that's that's going to help us tremendously if the messages go to fire at will because then we can help each other um respond to things because we end up discussing them anyway and then kind of discussing our responses so or discussing if we're even going to do um, an I'm episode. Sorry, I burped. I don't think anyone heard you. It was very silent. It was very ladylike. I don't know. No, I, I didn't say it. It was be- genteel. No, I didn't say it because of the sound. I'm saying it because it might smell like bull. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just keeping it real. Right. My just face wanna, might go, yeah, what I'm sorry. That? I just, just want to keep it real with you. I would have been thinking it was me because I, I didn't was eat talking. any bologna, but for some reason my burps smell like bologna. I'm like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> when is the last time you had a piece of bologna? When I was like nine. Oh my gosh! Did you get the one with the red ring around yes, it? Yeah, that's too. Yeah, I don't eat bologna. <laughs> I don't like no, it. No, I, I can't. I don't want to picture how it's made. Yeah. Mm-mm. So <laughs> let's also. Okay. So another oh. thing before we get into this co-parenting right. situation. Another have, reason why this week sucked. Okay. It didn't. This is not a reason that it sucked. Oh yes. Yes, it is because we learned something about ourselves. Hold on, y'all. So we have been interviewing people. And we did an interview with a young man that we're going to redo. The interview, while we were doing it, we felt like it was going great. Like, everything was great. We were vibing. Yeah, even he thought it was great. Like, everything was great. He was laughing and smiling. We were laughing and smiling. Everything was great. So, Aaron and I, you know, we listened back before we published. And so, we listened to the episode. And, Lord, y'all, we ran this man. I mean, I don't even know how many words he said during the whole damn interview. We were just pushing our opinion and we were bossy and loud and we ran up one side of him and down the other we were no we were excited and we I didn't come off excited you were excited I came off as like well no you need to do this yeah yeah it was so it was I think I was bubbly and excited because this is like a new avenue and I was more like no you you were checking him like you were it and, was, and it was true, but it was the way I was doing it that I felt was wrong. So I reached out to him and I, I profusely apologized. Right. And even I said, though hey. he didn't even catch it, he yeah, didn't he pick up like, on that. He loved it. He was like, "I had a great time. Right. I'd love to do it again. No problem." When <laughs> he y'all yeah. some old. Right. no, we yeah, don't want to do that. Yeah, he, he no, he didn't say that. He didn't he feel it. He didn't feel beat like, me up some more. He didn't feel like we were beating. <laughs> he him didn't up. feel like it. He but enjoyed it our company like and he enjoyed the conversation and he enjoyed the fact that we even, I guess, wanted to hear his perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's neither here nor there. We're going to do the interview with that young man over again because after listening to it, we were able to identify that um, we are flawed and we um, are trying to 
um, apply what we learned from that interview in our real lives. Yes. Because we said to ourselves, okay, it couldn't have just been in that situation that we're like that. It had to have been, there had to have been other situations. And so we started to think back like, oh shit. Who have I done this to? Right. Right. And we don't like to be treated like that. So we have to afford other people the, um, we have to afford people the opportunity to express themselves and finish their thoughts and, um, and also to just sometimes let the point lie. Another thing that we noticed that we did was when when somebody is sharing something, we jump in and share our own experiences. And that's that's not we're, always... We're trying to relate. We're just exactly. trying to relate. But that, but and, and, and the intention is good in theory, behind that. Right. In theory, it's a good idea. However, after listening to it, it just sounds like we're just trumping everything that he said. Exactly. And... That's not. That doesn't make for a good interview. It didn't seem seem like an interview. It felt more like a conversation that we were dominating, and right. that was not the intention. So, like we said, we learned something about ourselves. We are flawed, mm-hmm. and we're not above correcting our behavior. We're not above doing better or being better people. Right. So, we took what we learned from that interview about ourselves and applied it to our real lives. And um, we are going to do an interview with that gentleman again and do better. That's all. We are. So, moving on. Co-parenting. Co-parenting. So, Omar is in California in L.A. with his father. Like I said, he normally goes every summer and stays the entire summer. I've gotten many, 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 many messages about how I've gotten to this place with Omar's father um, where I feel comfortable. Well, I'm going to be honest with you guys. This has been a long road traveled. Okay? Mm. This was not overnight. Um, this took, um, a lot of maturity. It took the love of my son over the love of my ego. Um, this took, um, patience and it still takes patience. Um, and it also takes understanding. So I think that a lot of people, one thing that I think a lot of mothers, especially, um, get concerned about when they leave their children with, the children's father is that the child is not going to be taken care of correctly now a mother's care is different than a father's care and I think that a lot of mothers we overcare, right so the kid is eating by this time sleeping by this time bathed by this time mm-hmm. had a reading fo- the book had a carb this. a protein and a vegetable right. <laughs> like we make sure that they're you know well taken care of and not to take anything away from the dads no Dads just take care in a different way. One thing that I really had to do was that I had to relinquish control and not allow the things that he did that weren't weren't the way that I do things bother me. Right. I really had to just say, look, Omar came home alive. Thank you, Jesus. He didn't die. Thank you, Jesus. He didn't break any bones and he's not bleeding. Thank you, Jesus. His father did a good enough job. Right. I had to really just <laughs> relinquish control and stop trying to make his father parent the way that I do. Right. One. Two, I'm the primary provider and caretaker for my son. I am. His father lives in L.A. Um, and I wouldn't have it any other way. If his father said to me tomorrow, I want Omar to come live with me, that would be a fight because it's just not going to happen. So I don't mind being the primary caretaker because I want him to be with me. Um, But that being said, 
I obviously bear the brunt of the burden. Mm-hmm. And um, is that always easy? No, it's not. But I know that Omar's father would do if he could. Okay. Are there times where I think he can do a little bit more? I do. I, there are times I think he could do a little bit more. But I know that if I really need something for Omar, I could call him and it would happen. And it could happen. Um, I just don't like the having to call. I, I want him to just have, have the foresight and be like, oh, okay, school's starting. Let me let me get you some new shoes. Let me mm-hmm. just, you know, I have to call and say or have put Omar in. It's just, that's a lot. But again, it's learning how to just work with him and not making a big deal about the small things. Women, unfortunately, I'm going to speak for us all right now. We tend to make a big deal out of the small things. And men, they want to be acknowledged for their efforts so one thing I've also learned is to just say thank you I've learned to just say I appreciate what you're doing um there's also a part uh, of um Omar's lifestyle that I would never in a million years be able to provide to him that his father is able to provide there are experiences that I just am not in the situation to be able to give Omar that his father is able to provide and um i'm thankful for that because he is exposed to things that i want to be exposed to that i want to be able to do so i have to take the the good with the bad and i have to overall keep omar's happiness at the forefront right i try not to make a big deal about things i try if something really pissed me off i try to sit on it and sleep on it at least for 24 hours before I say anything and if after that 24 hours I'm like eh it's not that big of a deal right I let it go because some you know you pick and choose your battles and some battles are just not worth fighting to me and I know especially for me that's difficult because I'm a person I'm a I'm a true speaker but this is not just about me it's about Omar right and so I have to really um remove my personal feelings and put his on the forefront I know it's hard. It took, and I, like I said, this my son is about to be twelve in October. This took years of practice. So Zion is fifteen, and I'm still practicing. I have not. I can say that I have not successfully co-parented. I've not been in a successful co-parenting situation at all. Okay. And, um, I blame myself first because I wasn't mature enough to work through my personal feelings and set myself aside Mm -hmm. and keep Zion at the center but there's also another um, issue in that when Zion was a baby he was sickly Mm -hmm. so it was a lot of back and forth to the doctor and in and out of the hospital and this really went on until he was about six years old Mm -hmm. so I did and he was uh premature so I did hover I did I did take a lot of care with him I did need to know everything he did have medications to take he did have appointments to meet it was just different and when his father and I parted um, his father ended up moving back to New York so he really wasn't around for, for these things. So it made, I felt alone and abandoned. And um, even though I'm the one that ended the relationship, I still felt like when he left, he left 
the, the bulk of the parenting to me. When you, when you ended the relationship, though, it was because of a lot of deceit and... Yeah, yeah I rightfully ended it. And, right. Because I, he was not good to me. But I wanted him, despite us not being together, I wanted him to be good to our son. Right. But, um, I, and I do know that he loves Zion and he does have other children and Zion, um, is close to his um, brothers and sister. I do know that he loves them, but I feel like he isn't necessarily a whole person. He has some old hurts that prevent him from being his best. I think that, um, you know, I, I just think there's things that, that play into that, that have nothing to do with me, but it, it all interfered with us being able to co-parent successfully. And then when it came to him wanting Zion to visit him in New York, I wanted to know the address where he would be going. He didn't want to give me his address. Oh, therefore, no. Zion's not we going. Know, right. So it was it was a lot of these little battles that we were having that, in my mind, I know that I was right. But I feel like had I done a... Sometimes I think had I done a better job of just making peace between the two of us, that we wouldn't have had those um, power struggles that ultimately, you know, it, it would go in my favor. But then I would wonder, is this what's best for Zion? And then when he would come into town to visit, he wouldn't always tell us in advance. So then I, we'd have to change our plans. And it was it just always felt like he was... Um, not respecting the life that I was trying to build for Zion. So we, we had a lot of struggles there. Um, it helped when I got Zion a cell phone and they were able to communicate on their own terms without including me. Mm-hmm. But it was, um, it's it's been a struggle. I haven't had a lot of help, um, ongoing help. So a couple times a year, he might send him a pair of sneakers or something like that. But it's not the kind of help and support that I feel that, Zion deserves or it that isn't. I deserve it as isn't. a co-parent. It isn't. It isn't. And this is the thing. As much as Omar's father loves him, am I getting the help that I feel like I deserve and that Omar deserves? No, I'm not. Um, and him and I, like I said, we spoke today. We have a we're we're cordial. We don't we don't have a bad relationship. But that's because in that particular situation, I've put Honest rye on a back on burner. On the shelf, yes. Because I have shelf. to, because of Omar. Because right. I love Omar that much, I'm able to do that for my son. But is it a fucking struggle, y'all? Yeah. Yes. Is it hard to not be vocal about what I think is fair and unfair? Right. That shit fucking burns me sometimes. Like, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I see some. I'm oh. like, are you fucking kidding me? So here's what burns me. This man, I will, if I ask this man for help, it's because maybe I don't have it right Right. now. But he um, breeds these AKC, whatever, certified dogs Mm -hmm. and advertises them for sale for $3,000 a puppy. So you telling me, you telling me, sir, that you feeding the dogs, you are getting shots for the dogs, you are housing them, you're... All this energy and effort and money that you can invest into these dogs. And you can't send your son a little bit of money every month to make sure he's getting a haircut or to help offset anything. Nothing. So why haven't you taken him for child support? So I tried. And in the state of Florida, 
if the respondent does not have a verified address on record at the US Post Office then they can't do it so that what that means is when he moved he didn't do an official address change through the United States Postal Service mm -hmm. so um, they don't have an official address of record on him so because I tried so then it got to the point where I did consult an attorney and then my father stepped in and said, you know what, we'll, we'll do anything that Zion needs. Don't worry about it. Was I fighting about the money or was I not necessarily, it was the principle right. that I have to shoulder everything or my family has to shoulder things. If and I this can't is your child. And this is your child. So I get that. And, um, I think that a lot of parents, men and women find themselves in that situation with a, with a co-parent. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use that word loosely. Uh, where they are bearing the brunt, right. and um, there are some people that don't put their their child's parent on child support. I'm one of those people. I don't put Omar's father on child support because one, um, he is a professional, and I don't feel like it's ever gotten that serious where I'd want him to be locked up. Right, you know what right. I'm saying? Because I know that when he has it, he'll give, um, and he's been consistent. Like mm -hmm. you know. There have been times that he couldn't for whatever reason, but most of the time he's been consistent. So I can't be mad at him. Um, and I just wouldn't want to put him in a, in a situation to go to jail. Right, right. But if he was doing some fuckery. Like what I just Like described. what you described, I would have to put him on child support. Yeah. I if tried. he wasn't I making probably the could effort. in the state of Georgia. It's different. In the state of Florida, that's very specific. Right. I probably could in Georgia. But at this point, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. You know... Up until the, the time that Chris and I got married, every first day of school, Omar would fly here to be here on the first day of school for Omar's school. Every mm -hmm. birthday, he'd be here mm -hmm. for her birthday. We'd swap off Christmases. We still vacationed with each other at some points. Mm -hmm. um, we still have a good friendship. We right. still, and remind you, I've known him for a very long time. Mm -hmm. We were friends for a long time before we were together. together. Um so, and we get along great as friends. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. We have a good time together as friends. Where we butt heads is as parents. Mm -hmm. That's where we have an issue. Um, but, again, it's things are not fair. Things are not fair. Even in my situation, things are not fair. Um, but I've, I've learned that I have to put Omar's needs ahead of my own. So, somebody, a young lady, wrote to us. Mm -hmm. And she described a situation where um, she had a daughter with a, a man, and um, he wanted custody of the baby. So they went to court and they did all kind of stuff, but she ended up getting full custody, and he was granted visitation rights. And um, with her being given full custodial rights, he kind of started neglecting the daughter from that. I guess it put a, pat, a bad taste in his mouth that he was he was almost punishing her for her win in court. So he was financial but not present. Right. But I think that also, um, yeah, he pays his child support and never misses, um, but he doesn't really spend time with the baby. And what she says is that she doesn't care about the money. She feels bad that her daughter doesn't see her father. And, you know, what he's doing is immature and childish because he's essentially not only punishing 
her. She's really punishing her daughter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's playing this mind game with her and using his daughter as a tool. What I advised her was that um, a man like that is not sound anyway. Right. And, um, you know, as, as hurt as her daughter is now and the void, I'm sure, is great. I would never want my child to be around somebody that don't want to be around her. So if this man, her father, does not is not inclined to, if I didn't see my son, I would want to see my right. son. So if this man is not inclined to see his daughter, then she's probably better off without him. And I would also say, um, stop asking. Yeah, mm -mm, he can go. Do not ask mm -mm. because there are some people, I mean, there are some people who really get off on you begging. Right. You begging and giving them attention in that way and then withholding something. And They're then that makes you. them think, that, that makes They're them feel you. like I they have, have power, power and I'm hurting mm -hmm. you and I'm inflicting pain. So, right. man, that's right. really what that is. That's what you get for taking me to court right. and putting me on child support. Fuck you. Right. Their, the, it, it, their ego is so large that they are willing to hurt an innocent Anybody. child. Their own child. Their own child. And so that, I mean, that's an integrity issue. And I think there's there's layers of our character that aren't revealed until we reach um, different levels and responsibilities in life. So there were um, there were aspects of my character and my integrity that w weren't revealed until I became a parent. There were aspects that weren't revealed until um, I moved away from my family. There are, there are things that um, happen to to kind of make certain parts of you blossom. And I think that becoming parents is a really big one because you really see um, deep down who a person is when they become a parent with you. And some people really rise to the occasion. I've seen some amazing dads. They rise to the occasion. They are in love with their children. They um, anticipate needs. They're protective. Listen, They're loving. I came in. My, my daughter is fed, chained, <laughs> pampered, saying to. And, and you know, yes. it really made me love Chris in a different way. Yes. So because you loved him one way. Right. You loved but him as your him, friend right, and right, your right. lover. But and seeing him as Zuri's father, yes. it just, it's a different, it's mm -hmm. a different appreciation um, for him. And he's, he's loves my son too. But because um, she's I, also a baby she's also a baby but also because of the way that I am with my son with Omar I allow their relationship is, is a cool you see they get along right. very well but I don't really want Chris being Omar's dad because I think that um, it blurs lines and it would cause resentment from not only my son, but from his father. Mm -hmm. So I do it that way so that Omar and his father can preserve their relationship and his dad doesn't feel like it's a com competitive thing. Um, because egos, there are egos. And um, just out of respect for him, Chris loves the shit out of Omar. He'll do anything he can for Omar, but he doesn't really, like, discipline him or, or do anything like that. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he's very wary because I've asked him to allow his Omar's father to handle those things because it just, that way he doesn't feel like 
oh man this guy's right you know on my toes already he's a, the bomb ass dad i see him doing all this stuff for right. the kids and and then he's you know like i don't want him to feel but there's also something bad there's also but you see how i'm still protecting him well of course but there you and you will like you want but i'm protecting him for omar but anyways, right not for yourself right. and not for him right but here's the thing if omar were four it would look different absolutely because Omar is 12, right. about to, or 12-ish, what happens is he is old enough to not need the same type of discipline that he would when he was, was right. little. Right. So, yes, that's a great... And so his dad can discipline him over the phone or on FaceTime or right. flying if he needs to. Right. But if he were four, it would look totally different. Right, right, right. He would... It would translate into being another dad right because it's just this automatic thing right my son is 15 right any man that comes into they our lives it's really gonna be like his homie like right. it's like what up dog right. like it's gonna be you like can't that tell me anything i mean he's gonna yeah. he can um guide and suggest and kind of give and some advice if, that's only if, if it's really requested and mm-hmm. wanted like you can't just go in there and certain your opinion well zion i think that if you did it this way right no no but I if ask you all that but what i do expect though for a man is that if they see something especially in a young man and they say you know and they just happen to say something because they're so moved to because i believe that just like there's moments between women and girls mm-hmm. where you see things mm-hmm. and nobody else would understand mm-hmm. i think those moments occur between men and young men as well and because they have this affection for each other already it's trust there so you know that if chris says something to omar it comes from a place of love and trust and omar would probably receive it as such right they they never they get along i told you how they just, he just i know hop on team chris i was like they the did he changed his colors like i was like bitch bye right. <laughs> don't try to come back to team rye next right week. i'm not with it um in a room <laughs> but but you know, I'm, I'm going to speak in another parenting situation. Um, there was this couple that was married. They had a baby together. And then the guy cheats on the woman and um, ends up with the other lady. And now him and the other lady have kids together. They're married. And the other lady is not married. Um, she's dating. She's pretty. She's dating. But she feels like she has to... Um, be nice and be kind and just because she loves her 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 daughter so much Mm -hmm. that she wants to get along and and make everything okay for her her daughter um but it's a struggle and I can see it because every day she has to face the person that caused her this hurt um and her daughter actually enjoys spending time with her father and his new wife not really knowing all the details of it and she's just there and sometimes she'll go and hang out with them because she doesn't have any other children she doesn't really have any other family so she her daughter is her family and so like christmas time when she she wants to be with her dad and his wife because she has siblings with them you know so she goes over there and The whole time, this situation is not fair. The whole time she's swallowing her pride, she's swallowing her hurt because of the love that she has for her daughter. But imagine that pain of having to sit there in that house with that man and that woman that betrayed her trust Mm -hmm. while her daughter loves and hugs this woman. And I mean, I would want to vomit. I would want to vomit, but it just goes to show 
and I'm sorry that I even have to say this shit because usually in co-parenting, the stuff that I put up with, I wouldn't put up with for real in real life. Right, in real life. In co-parenting, I really have had to make a lot of fucking adjustments. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling y'all, it's not because of me. I'm telling y'all, it's because I love my son so much. If if y'all follow me, y'all see... I love Omar so much Mm -hmm. that his happiness is very important to me. And so I am forced to put my personal feelings on the back burner and work within the parameters that I'm given. And I know that that is not a great explanation or it's not a solution to a lot of issues. But y'all, I'm just going to say this. Co-parenting is not fucking easy. At the end of the day, it's not fair. It's not fair to the adults. You've got to put your feelings on the back burner you've got to put your needs your wants your whatever else on the back burner and really put your child on the forefront and try to be as even though this person may have hurt you this person doesn't hold up their end of the bargain this person does not treat you with respect this person may not take care of the child the way that you feel that they should a whole bunch of different shit if the child wants to be a part of this other parent's life y'all gotta just swallow you have to swallow it and just do the best that you can to put that child's needs before your own. And I know that sounds like shit. I know you like, bitch, shut the fuck up. I know. I know. Another thing is that it's really important to have an agreement that you both abide by. So if you yeah, have... Yeah, that's not... No. Let's be if honest it, here, Aaron. Let's be honest I'm here. serious, though. You cannot... You mm-hmm. can't kick and scream about what the other parent is doing but you do the exact same thing that shit doesn't fly no i'm talking about you can put i can tell omar's father okay omar needs to read for an hour a day i'm not talking he about need, that I'm, he needs to be in bed by <laughs> eight. i'm talking about rules nope he needs I'm to ta- be here's the in agreement bed by eight o'clock he needs to have mm-hmm. eaten this he needs to have done this i'm telling you right now that's i'm talking about rules people abide by no i'm talking about the agreement in terms of what I'm talking about, the, the agreement in terms of when you send the child to be with their father, do you, how, what, how much dictating do you do? Now? How, I, much, how much? I don't do shit. Because I, you I, trust I, him to, to make the, the best decisions when it comes to, to Omar, right? You, expect, you trust him not to have him around people that aren't good people, not to... Uh, you don't? No. <laughs> Last summer, uh, last no. summer when Omar was in LA, he took Omar to the game's house while the game was having a pool, an adult pool party. Mm, he didn't think that through. Like I said, I trust Omar, my child, to say, "Hey, Daddy, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be here." Oh my gosh, you expect that's that's so funny when the kids have to be the adult though, because that happens. But so I, what I'm but talking I, about, but I, but I do, I, I really do trust that Omar will say, "Hey, Dad, I'm hungry. Hey, Dad, I'm tired. Oh yeah. Hey, Dad, I, you know, I don't really feel comfortable here. Hey, Dad, whatever." And what I know about Omar's father is that if Omar is vocal about a need, it's going to get met. So there's a comfort there. Do I trust that he's always going to make the same decision, judgment calls no. that I make? Absolutely not. No. But I know my son, and I know I've raised him to be a mini me. And so whatever. <laughs> well, hungry children say they're hungry anyway. Not always. There's some kids that have little kids that no, I don't. No, I, I, I'm, ta- I'm. 
not now my 15 year old like sometimes he'll just sit and look hungry and i have to say but uh, there's <laughs> there are, but i guess my example comes from um i know um a, a former couple and the mother would say to the father okay he's going with you this weekend don't be having him around women well number one the but she would she would have the boy around guys if she wanted See, to. See, then that's not right. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. No, the agreements that you come up with no. have to be yeah no. followed by both parties. No, 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 no. You can't just well, be trying to dictate and control. Right. And and also, I think that the best way to do it because here's the thing: there's there is something to be said about um, there being power in suggestion. Mm-hmm. Grown people don't like to be told what to do. Right. And especially a man. Anybody, though. Grown people don't like to be told what to do. So if you frame the conversation and the request within a suggestion versus a demand, sometimes you will get an agreement. So instead of saying, don't be having my my baby around your bitches. Mm -hmm. Instead, you could say, "Um, I'd like us both to be mindful about the company that we have around Johnny because um, I don't want to send any crazy messages so i had that i had a similar conversation with Mm -hmm. omar's father and um i did not um i hadn't i did not bring omar around any men at Mm -hmm. all that was a personal choice on my behalf but i had a similar conversation with omar's father and um he still had him around women um and some of those women were not romantic some of them were friends or whatever but some of them were romantic and um after a while, I was like, shit, that's not even a battle we're fighting. I just I just didn't want to have the argument anymore. Right. I was tired, y'all. I was tired of every time I spoke to this man, I'm fighting with him. Every time. It's like I was, I was giving him control over me. I was giving him power over me because every time I spoke with him, I was allowing him to get a rise out of me. So I just said, fuck it. I'm not doing it no more. Mm-hmm. I'm just not doing it because I did. I wasn't arguing with him for him. I was arguing with him for my son. But I think that the way that he received it was I was arguing with him about him. And I just, you know, I, I just, it was like beating a dead horse. It just wasn't worth the argument. So what I'm saying is co-parenting is not fair. I'm going to go back to the situation with the woman that has a daughter with the guy and the, the guy remarried the woman that he cheated with. Okay. And they have a whole new family. That shit is not fair. When I see her, my heart breaks for her. Right. I'm hurt for her. The fact that she even has to go through or endure, I'm, I'm, I'm hurt for her. But at the same time, I know that co-parenting is not fair. And most of the time, the woman is the one to bear the brunt. I do know a few men that have, have that bear the brunt. But at the end of the day... We I have to too. put we have to put our feelings and only in this situation, y'all. In any other situation, I'm gonna tell y'all to cuss somebody out, do whatever you need to do. <laughs> you know I got your back with that. But in this situation, our children are of the utmost importance. Their emotional and mental health and well being are of the utmost importance. And so we have to put our feelings on the back burner and put theirs in the forefront. So sometimes, even if the person is fucking up and they're doing some dumbass shit, just don't give it any, any energy. And I had to ask myself, too, what, Aaron, what are you going to say 
if you put yourself your child in a position where you keep him from his father and then he grows up and asks you why did you keep me from my dad and my only reasons are personal reasons that have nothing to do with him as a parent but right. everything to do with him as a man towards right. me right. that is fucked up right. versus if my son were to ever find out some of the things about his father on his own on his own mm-hmm. And also knew that I still did everything that I could to support their relationship and keep it intact. Right. He's going to know that he's got an awesome motherfucking mama. Right. Because I put myself to the side completely and focused on him. Now, I don't care how great our relationship would have could have been if I'm not sending my baby nowhere where I don't know the address. Ever never, right? That's never gonna happen. Okay, and and I'm also I'm also want to clarify. I don't want you to um, allow anybody to go over any boundaries that you're not comfortable. Correct. With. So if if it if something makes you truly uncomfortable, don't listen to me. Do what the fuck you need right. to do. But all I'm saying is that you really, at the end of the day, should put your child on the front burner and put your feelings, your ego, your needs, your disappointment, your hurt, your everything on the back burner I think a reason that it made it easier for me to co-parent with Omar's father is because I don't have romantic feelings for him yes I think that if I had romantic feelings for him it would be a lot more difficult but because I just see him as my friend it's easier for me to navigate Mm -hmm. parenthood with him on his terms because you were friends before right and also friends and also and also just because I grew out of that. Mm-hmm. I just grew out of it. I mean, Omar's, we've been broken up since Omar's been two. Right. Omar's going to be, tw- I mean, how long I'm going to be mad at the nigga for? Shit. Oh, yeah. And I, and I. How can I, how I'm not going to hold this hurt for the rest of my life. No. Listen. No. And that, you're in, and that's another thing. It is your responsibility as a parent to confront and make peace with those hurts. You can't be walking around raw and wounded about old shit. Because that won't make you the best parent that you can be. Right. You've got to put peace to that so that you can do what we're advising you to do in terms of putting the child first. But you can't do that when you still got beef hanging from 15 years ago. Like, it's, it just won't work that and way. And if you're a romantic, if you still and care if you still about harbor this person, feelings you, still, for the person. you know, we need to talk about how to get over a broken heart because that's a deep, that's a, that's a, I fucking, actually that's got, a serious shit right Yeah, there. we've gotten some messages about that as Especially well. Especially when you have a child with the person. Right. You know, when you have a child with somebody, your connection with them becomes completely different. And so you, your love is extended through a different human being. Right. And to let that love go, it's almost tragic. It Especially feels when the like child you're was losing, created out of love. Right. You, it feels like you're losing a limb. Yeah. It, it feels it like you're losing a limb. And especially if you and that person were together for several years prior to, and if mm-hmm. you, you have history with the person. I mean, I get it, y'all. I get it. But you can't find yourself in a situation for too long where you want somebody that don't want you right you really have to want yourself above anybody else so we're going to discuss it at a different time and honestly but i don't want nothing that don't want that me don't you want best me. believe it. I you don't can want, go ahead baby when I tell them, i don't even want because there's a lot out here that want me boo because i'll keep it moving okay <laughs> i will keep I it moving i don't want nothing not nathan that don't want me who wants who has time for that people do it I don't like that. I don't mm-hmm. like it either. I need you to be all over me. I need that. I like. If you're that. not gonna be all over me, then I can't be with you. Yeah, I need. I need mm-hmm. that. Not, I need, you know, I need loving. I need loving. Like I need. Loving. I need. You know what I need? Adoration. I like it. 
alligator I like to be adored. I like to be loved on. I love it. I like that. I, I think all women. Especially if you're not like musty. That. Ooh. You know, sometimes men get musty. No, I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about that little healthy musty where it's like, I like your smell. Oh, no, well, then if I'm, we, I'm not fucking musty. with you if you musty, musty, dusty. <laughs> I don't got time for that. Anyway, no, so. We will talk about that. So, what? I'm going to, I really, because I'm, I feel like we're not doing this, this topic enough justice. There are so many different types of situations um, where a parent may be negligent. Um, so you don't have any financial assistance. But let me just tell you something, boo. There have been times I literally, and I'm not lying to you, literally had like $10 to my name. Mm-hmm. I've been there. But it worked. Listen, God, God stretched that $10 and, you, and we ate every day. Listen, you, y'all better, the power of prayer Where is, is your fail. Like, y'all need to pray yes. and don't put so much negative energy into the other person. Like, the fuck that nigga ain't holding out his no. shit. He should be giving me. Forget about that. Because that energy Forget you're expelling, you are just wasting energy. Forget when you about could it. could be focusing on how, how blessed you are in the situation that you're in. Just how and amazing focus your on, child and, is. And really just focus on prayer and just say, God, please help me out of this situation. Mm-hmm. Help me learn whatever lesson you're trying to give to and me. And thank you for blessing us. And thank you for giving us this time. Because you know We what? got shelter. We got food. We good. Right. It'll work. And I had gas in my car. I didn't even know how I made it happen sometimes. And I was on a teacher's salary. So I really didn't have much. I was on a I was on a nothing salary. Yeah, I feel you. So there were times I was really, really struggling, but it always worked out. We never went without. We always ate and everything was always Sometimes he ate and I didn't. Oh that's but he always ate. That's that's happened to me too. And then Um, he started to notice, Mommy, you're not eating. Oh no, Omar never noticed. No, my child. My noticed. greedy ass. And he's like, oh, this girl, <laughs> this macaroni no. and cheese. I love it. Well, my baby noticed. Uh, Mommy, you're not eating. You want some? I'm like, no, no you eat no. to your full. Yeah, no. Yeah. Omar, Omar will be. But me. I just, <laughs> I think that. Um, okay, but not only, not only the monetary. Oh yeah, because there are times where, you know, sometimes if I had to choose between somebody helping me financially or or him being a present father for Zion, well, I mean. I, Part of me says I would want him to be a present father, but I don't always like the person that he is. I don't know if I want him being that example for him. Right. And I know I chose him. I know this. But I didn't know what kind of father he was going to be. But sometimes... He revealed himself later on. He did. Like we talked about. Right. You didn't see him truthfully Mm -mm. for the... Child, I was just in love, girl. You and dumbs. I was so stupid. I'm sorry, but you dumbs. But it felt good. I know. It you, felt so good, but I was penis. just... That's all that was. Well, anyway. I, and I love the attention, and it was just so... I remember he used to... Like, he, there were these little things that he used to do that I never had done for me before, and the care and the attention. I, I ate it up, child. Anyway... They will do some shit to make you think some shit, okay? Yes. Y'all need to stay smart out on these motherfucking streets. Well, you know. Anyway, not only the, um, the affection and the actual being there... Um, the financial support is also very important. I know that it's frustrating at times to maybe need something for your child and see your son's mother or father out in these shoes. Brand, brand new shoes on. With matching they hats. Going to, they going on trips. Polo they doing down. shit. About, oh, I don't have no money, but you got money to do all this other shit. Let me just tell y'all, don't You focus. have money to take Let everybody to y'all. Six Flags. But you can't, you can't <laughs> no, buy one pair of sneakers? Listen. Let me, okay. tell y'all, let me tell y'all something. Because that happened tell, in real life. Let me, yeah, sure did. Poor Zion. Let me, <laughs> Zion wasn't mad. Let it go. He wasn't. He went to Six Flags. Let me tell y'all something. With his two tight shoes on. Y'all, 
really <laughs> I, I would hold that too for the rest of my life but anyway mm-hmm. try not to focus on it and I know that it's easier said than done I know it's frustrating and it's unfair I'm with you on that right. it's fucking not fair I'm telling you scream if you gotta scream right. be mad if you gotta be mad punch something if you gotta be uh, punch something but what I want to explain to you is you cannot control people you can only control your reaction to those people and to those situations. Mm-hmm. And when I tell y'all the power of prayer is real, if you really are in need and you don't have and you're wondering how it's going to happen, you need to get on your knees and submit to and prayer. Submit to prayer. Yes. And I promise you, not only pray, but also put yourself into action. Right. Do things. Okay, I don't have enough money. Are there extra hours I can pick up at right. work without neglecting the baby? Okay, do I? How? what can I do? I'm telling you where there's a will, there's a way. Try to see what you can do. Right. Because oftentimes um, they want you to depend on them. They want to see you suffer. They take joy in the pain that they're inflicting upon you. And if you show that to them, they're going to continue to do it. Don't give them that control. Don't give them that power. Don't give them anything. Do the best you can do. And allow them to do what they can. Because at the end of the day, let me tell y'all something. These little children that we're raising, they become adults Mm -hmm. and they form their own judgments and their own opinions. And they're going to be like, damn, I remember those times. I was like, mommy, you want some? And her stomach was grumbling. She said, no, I don't want to. I'm good, baby. You can eat. And daddy was out and I saw a picture. He had a brand new Jordan, the old school um, Space Jams on that. I know there was $300. And I said, how is daddy with the Space Jams? And then mommy's tummy's grumbling. They Mm -hmm. see the shit. They understand. They understand what's going on. And they're going to make their own judgment. And they're not going to fuck with that person. So allow them to do that. Zion went to his father's house with his brother. And his father apparently took him and took them into a room, and it was filled with sneakers. I believe it. And hats. I believe it. And they were thinking. For, so they came back home, and they were like, "Well, we asked him if he could give us some, mm-hmm. and he's like, nah, 'No, I'll get you your own.' Asked him if they ever got their own. Did they ever get their own? No. You still. <laughs> Did, you Did you get something? No. <laughs> You know, it's very it's a, frustrating. And it's, it's a test. very aggravating. This is also a test because this, I mean, this will reveal your character as well. Because I would have been, I would have been on the line. Okay, no. When I tell you, in my mind, I wanted though, to be on the line. In my mind, I you really can't. wanted to burn the shoe room down. Yeah, That's what can't. I wanted yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I agree. But and you're entitled to feel that way. Feel but I'm going to tell you, do not but react. But don't act on that. Don't react. No. And they want you to call and be like, oh, so you stay fly on these streets right. for your kid. Don't they say it. Don't say it. Don't, don't say it. Don't say it. And I know. Put it in if, a journal. Put if, it in your prayer. If do you not need say to scream it into a pillow. Right. Talk to Jesus. Right. Call your homegirl. Call your mama. Call somebody else. Do not say anything to that person. You're giving them power. They can also write to fire at will. Girl, we're here for you. Man, we're here for you. T-W-I-L. We will hear you out. You go ahead and inbox us. We will hear you out. We will hear you out. Because we understand. And what I will, what we do is we validate your feelings, but we also remind you that feelings aren't facts. Those feelings are not what dictate how you conduct yourself as a parent feelings are just that their feelings are not logic yes. so we don't want you reacting off of something that you feel we want you to really think about it and not put yourself into a bad situation right. we want to make sure that you're making the right decision especially when it comes to your children yes. um, because we know that especially when run love runs that deep it's very easy to react off of emotion mm-hmm. um, because if you fuck with my kids you fucking with right. me on a different level and I totally get it and I understand I but don't give but don't them the power I'm telling y'all as frustrating as it can be 
And we're talking Whether to mothers Whether he left you, he cheated fathers. on you, they cheated on you, they took your money, they're yes. not paying for the kids. I don't care what the situation is, y'all. Think about the child and put that child in the forefront. And I know that you are doing without. I know that you're sacrificing. I know that you're hurting. But trust me, at the end of the day, it will work out. That's right. And on that note, y'all, we're going to have to um, wrap it up. But um, damn. Okay, next time. This was good, but we're going to explore this more. Please feel free to inbox us on e- IG. Faya at Will. F-I-Y-A-A-T-W-I-L. Bye. Bye, guys. Love you.